This is the Subtle Forces Podcast. I am your host, Anja Not Anja, here today to share memories. Memories that involve other people. Memories that I might get wrong because I don't remember them right and I can't remember all there is to remember. And there is so much to remember. So remember that. When I was four years old, we drove into the part of the city where most of the coffee shops and tattoo parlors were. It was a neighborhood designed for people watching, a social paradise unlike the hidden, partially rural burb where I slept at night. As my brother and I exited the car, we were told by our parents that we were about to witness something. That it was a very special day for my Aunt Barbara, who had recently moved into an apartment with a built-in wheelchair ramp. Before this place, she had lived just around the corner above the hardware shop on Brady Street, the coolest street in all of town as far as I could tell. If you wanted to spot someone with green hair, eat Chinese food, and afterwards visit a record shop, that's where you'd go. My Aunt Barbara enjoyed being a witness of the city as it happened by. Every day was a sort of parade on Brady Street. Joggers, tourists, shoppers, punks, and dogs always rushing past her window. How Aunt Barbara loved dogs! She had a dog, but couldn't join in the parade walking it down Brady Street. Her roommates and friends would walk her dog for her because Aunt Barbara was born with a different set of legs. Even though it was a lifelong curse, her walking had a particular rhythm I found comforting because when I heard it, I knew Aunt Barbara was coming into the room. It was slow but steady. Her cane would click first, and then her feet would swing or drag forward. Going anywhere far with Aunt Barbara required a wheelchair, so when we spent time together, we usually did a lot of indoor sitting. But today, all that would be different. Today was, as all the adults had told me, a very special day. Scooter Day. It was red and featured a dial with two animal icons. Turn the dial towards the tortoise and Aunt Barbara could slowly navigate through the crowds and halt when she spotted a chihuahua. Turn the dial towards the hare and you had better get out of her way. This was her new life, one of sudden access. The Americans with Disabilities Act had just been passed, and now there wasn't a restaurant in all the land that could deny her for needing enough room to get her scooter or wheelchair in the door. That crap was illegal now. Best of all, she would be able to walk her own dog. We stood in front of her new place as Aunt Barbara drove out her front door on her red motorized cart with a basket in front perfectly suited for her big purse. We onlookers all got a little nervous when she pointed the nose of the bulky scooter towards the short, steep ramp, but she flew down it, arguably quicker than if one of us kids had leaped. Ta-da! 
she sang. We stared for a while, noting the two giant batteries in the back, flexible armrests, the corrugated seat. The best part, I would soon learn, was that there was a bar above the back wheels. Aunt Barbara told me to climb on it. Climbing onto her brand new vehicle seemed like something I would expect to get in trouble for, but I did it. Hold on to the back of my seat, she said, and next thing I knew we were off, liberated. For most of my kidhood, Aunt Barbara and I would ride up and down her neighborhood, she on her scooter and me clinging to the back of her seat. Between woman, scooter, and child, we merged into one beast. We flew. We watched the speedometer go all the way up to a hare's speed of 15 miles an hour, and my mother, left behind, would be calling, Don't go so fast! When I grew too big for riding on the back of her scooter, we'd go to restaurants on Brady Street and watch pedestrians through the glass window and discuss what looks were cycling back into fashion. If she saw someone in skinny jeans, she'd inform me that she was the one responsible for taking in her brother's blue jeans to make them skinnier in the 60s. While I found having close friends of my own age who wanted to see me all the time to be an unattainable thing. My Aunt Barbara was always there, up for a game of Scrabble or Exquisite Corpse. Aunt Barbara was an artist, and her oil paints lay out on the dining room table. I'd smell them as I reached my hand into the Scrabble pouch, feeling for my tiles. And whenever I felt distressed and lonely, Aunt Barbara was a great comforter, because she knew how unfair reality could be. She told me once that she avoided wearing shirts with animated characters on them because strangers would immediately assume and treat her as someone who is also mentally disabled. This was the reality she was assigned to. But her joy of life was so apparent by how much she enjoyed watching others and considering them deeply. Aunt Barbara armchair psychoanalyzed everyone she knew. She had a lot of friends and a lot of roommates who over the years did not fit within expected physical, emotional, or situational standards. Aunt Barbara was not afraid of the dark. She would stay up until 3 or 4 in the morning talking with people on the phone if they were having a hard time. Entering adulthood, I still sought her wisdom as needed. When I had a flea infestation in my apartment and couldn't sleep, panicked and tortured by invisible itch, I called her up at three in the morning and she soothed me with her stories of bedbugs. I miss my Aunt Barbara. She's been gone five years. And as my memory of her lightly erodes... I want to document what I remember, the feelings, her gentle smile, her calm disposition. I inherited water glasses from her, but each one of them has shattered since I'm bad at doing the dishes. But I still have other things of hers, like her sketchbooks. I was flipping through these sketchbooks recently, 
when I found the following two childhood memories written in her plump, loopy cursive. Memories involving herself and her slightly younger sister, Mary. When we were very small, four to five years, Mary and I had somehow come to the conclusion that we were ugly. But we comforted each other with something that sounded like the wise axioms we heard from adults. Ugly win little, pretty win big. One summer on the farm, when we were somewhat older, we were playing house. I was telling Andre recently that when we played house, we were usually both married to guys named Joe, who were truck drivers. Well, we decided we didn't look enough like grown-up women, so we took some towels and stuffed them in our t-shirts until our mom told us to cut it out. I have inherited these two memories. The sketchbook containing the memories may in time disintegrate, burn, or become lost like Aunt Barbara's water glasses. I never even got a chance to know my Aunt Mary because she died when I was a baby. But these memories of my two aunts are now mine. What is a good way to absorb these memories? song was by my Uncle John, who is the brother of Aunt Barbara and Aunt Mary. So 
I had him write that song. And then Uncle John turned around and invited people who he knows to submit songs as well. And so all of a sudden, I had three songwriters interpreting these two memories. Okay, John, here's what I came up with. I call it Two Sisters. Ugly when little, pretty when big. Two little sisters, one five, one four. Best friends forever, that's what they swore. Playing house by the hour, out on the farm, in the barn with the big sliding door. Where they see fancy ladies in pearls with their babies, and a life just like in a show. Then laugh how they'd maybe both grow up and marry a truck driving man named Joe. 
They dreamed they'd find their fella Just like Cinderella But they knew that'd never be They said we don't look like a princess In a beautiful dress They thought everyone could see So they set their eye on the future When grown they'd finally be Just like the duckling turned into a swan They told each other Ugly when little, pretty when big Now the days and the years pass so quickly Those sisters passed on so much The love and the care They spread everywhere Their smile, their soft touch Now their lives, they weren't always easy There were times tears fell like rain But they never gave up On hope or luck And the promise of better days They dreamed of times They'd find their peace of mind In a song or with a pen And every time I hear a certain tune I think of them again So now it's been so long Since they've been gone But I won't forget the stories told When I see a swan take wing I'll always remember The beauty of their soul Her song. 
Pretty Little Ugly Ducklings, followed by David Standridge's Two Sisters, Ugly When Little, Pretty When Big, and Anna Raff's Sisters Song. There's a link to where you can find more music by all of these musicians in our show notes. I will say that as these submissions came in, I started to wonder, what would Aunt Barbara and Aunt Mary think of these musicalized interpretations of their childhood? It's pretty wild. The next submission is from Bo Creterman who is in my my Zoom karaoke group. And Bo has a really good setup in his house. He has a full music studio and foam in the walls for recording everything just so. And he performed a really passionate performance of Seal's Kiss from a Rose song. But what Bo didn't know, and we didn't have the heart to interrupt him, was that we couldn't hear his music. We could only hear him singing. He could hear the music because he had on headphones, but he did a three-minute performance of this song acapella for us and he didn't know it until we told him afterwards and then he was so mortified and I was really afraid that Bo wouldn't join us ever again at Zoom karaoke but I was wrong he came back the next month and he participated with all his might again and this time we could hear his music um and Bo submitted a song for this project as well, and it is written from the perspective of Joe, the imaginary lover.
my husband got a subscription to the New York Review of Books newspaper. And I discovered that they have a full-on classified section, including personals and people looking for apartments. But there was a very intriguing (laughs) ad. It said, Charismatic, aging French rock star will compose and record an original song for you, your mom, your lover, or your pet in French, English, or Franglais. Recommended. U.S. $200. Contact Agent at gmail.com Well, it happened to coincide with St. Stimulus Day, the day in which extra money from the government was sent to my house. And how could I not? How could I not? Two ugly ducklings sharing the same fantasy. Two little sisters, almost siblings. One was Barbara, the other Mary. Chacune Rita, or son mari. Qui chacun s'appelle Reggio. Comme ça, pas de jalousie, pas de jalousie. Ni pour Barbara, ni pour Marie. And there they were, playing house, stuffing their t shirts with towels to fit. The silhouette of a pretty bull spouse, better than any fancy outfit. So merry, the mother popped in, saying, Get it out to blushing Barbara and Mary. Et avec ses gros sabots, autrement, on décide à la vie. Pas plus de Joe, on vu que le Joe, ni pour Barbara, ni pour Marie. 
ugly when little, pretty when big. That's what grown-ups used to say. Forgetting themselves, once were kids, and probably how did they play? Bye-bye, Joe and Joe. Pretty does the dragonfly's song. Pretty is as pretty does. If that's so, I'm surely hideous. My nature as a babe in water is entirely predacious. My appetite's immense and my jaws are fabulous. I need to gobble minnows and add them to my substance. Ugly when little, pretty when grown. Summer comes and I unfold, my abdomen's dotted with turquoise, my emerald thorax glows. It's a testament, the prey I hunted and swallowed, live rejoicing in my cells. A poem by Sue Blaustein. Thank you for joining us. In the subtle forces today. Now I have a mix of songs to hold the memory of my aunts. I hope you can hold the memory too. Thank you to all who submitted. Thank you to Aunt Mary and Aunt Barbara for playing and having so much fun that it turned into memories worth writing down and making music about. One thing that kept me going whenever I started to feel blue the past few weeks was just the thought of knowing that somewhere in France there was a aging, charismatic French rock star who was thinking very intensely on my behalf. And it felt good for so many people to be thinking of this. I'm going to close the show out with the song that my Uncle John wrote for... Aunt Barbara's Memorial. And I am dancing on the cloud, and I am making Jesus 
Whoever said that life was fair Wasn't riding in a wheelchair Or felt like hiding when people stared It's better than